the covenant that God has with us, it extends to our children. Seven seven zero seven, powered by love, part one. Well, thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of those joining us on television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com. Stay tuned to today's message. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. Well, we'd like to share just a little humor. At a Catholic school, there was a meet-the-teacher open house for the second graders. And after the meeting, a nun announced that there would be a special reception afterwards in the cafeteria. All the children and parents filed in and saw on a table a plate of apples, a plate of cookies, and some water bottles and juice. And as the children went through the line, one boy saw that there was a sign on the plate of apples that said, Take only one, God is watching. So the boy took an apple and moved on to the cookies. He helped himself and then took a small piece of paper and wrote, Take all you want, God is watching the apples. <laughs> Praise God. Well, we've been doing a study on our confession of faith, and I want to share something over in the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians chapter 5, the book of Galatians chapter 5, book of Galatians chapter 5. Let's read verse 6 there, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. When you get there, say amen. Galatians 5, 6. Notice what it says. You can read it with me. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Faith which worketh by love. That word worketh there, when you study that word worketh out in the Greek, it actually means working of power. Working of power means active operation. So faith has this active operation by love or it is powered by love. Faith is powered by love. And I actually want to use that as my subject, powered by love. Powered by love. Our faith is powered by love. In that particular text, he's actually talking about righteousness. And so, you know, it's not the circumcision that determines your righteousness or your uncircumcision. He was letting them know that it's your faith that works by love. Your faith that is powered by love. Powered by love. You know, powered by is a common phrase, and I see it a lot at the bottom of websites. You'll see on a lot of websites, you'll see at the very bottom, powered by. That means that's the platform that website sits on, or it means that's the parent company that's really behind this particular site. And I just did an internet search on powered by just to see the different companies that have that powered by slogan, and I saw powered by Google. I saw powered by Honda, powered by Groupon, powered by Verisign, powered by Microsoft, 
powered by YouTube. I saw powered by Linux, powered by Toyota, powered by Reebok, powered by Zoopla. I bet you had never heard of Zoopla. <laughs> powered by Zoopla, powered by Amazon, powered by Intel. I even saw they had one little slogan. They had a picture of a pig, and it was called Powered by Pork. <laughs> <laughs> So there are a lot of different slogans that talk about what things are powered by, but our faith is powered by love. Our faith is powered by love. Our faith is powered by God's love for us. Our faith is powered by God's love for us, having awareness of his love for us, a conscientiousness of his love for us, having that down in your heart and realizing that and knowing that and believing that. Our faith is powered by that. Our faith is also powered when we walk in love one toward another. When we walk in love one toward another, that powers our faith. Gives your faith active operation. It gives it power. Makes it workable. And makes it operative in our lives. And so our Christian life sits on the platform of love. It sits on the platform of love. And it's powered by love, or we can say it's powered by God, who is love. So we sit on the platform of love, and we're powered by God, who is love. We're powered by God, who is love. I was looking just yesterday. I just happened to pick this up. This is a tribute that was done to my mother on her birthday, I believe it was. We celebrated her birthday a couple of years ago, had a big banquet, and I believe this is when this tribute was done, but it's kind of a tribute to my mother and my father, and I just happened to pick it up yesterday, and I've had this, I don't know how long, but I had never read it. I'd never read it. Shame on me. Shame on me. I had never read my own mother's tribute. (laughs) Please don't tell my mother. Don't tell my mother. Don't tell my mother. (laughs) So anyway, I just happened to pick it up yesterday. And I read it, I read it, and guess what it is called? The title of it is called, His Banner Over Us is Love. His Banner Over Us is Love. So I said, man, the Holy Spirit reserved this just for this moment. He didn't want me to read it earlier. He wanted me to read it just for this moment. And I just want to read what it says on the back. It has commentary from the Nelson Study Bible. It does an in-depth commentary on love. And it says, more songs have been written about love than any other topic. It has inspired some of the world's best and worst poetry. It has set on fire and broken countless hearts throughout human history. Many things are said about love, yet for the final word on the topic, we must turn to the Bible. In Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he provides the world's most beautiful ode to love. It is giving selfless expect nothing in return kind of love love suffers a long time our modern throwaway society encourages us to get rid of people in our lives who are difficult to get along with whether they be friends family or acquaintances yet this attitude runs in complete contrast to the love described by paul True love puts up with people who would be easier to give up on. Love does not envy. If our love is directed toward others, we will rejoice in the blessings they receive rather than desiring those blessings for ourselves. Fundamentally, the selfless love that God calls us to does not involve pride or glory. 
If we truly love others, we will set aside our own plans, agendas, and entitlements for the good of another. Love is not provoked. That is, love is not easily angered or oversensitive. When we truly love others, we are careful not to be touchy concerning other people's words or actions toward us. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. The godly love described in this chapter has nothing to do with evil, but has everything to do with what is right and true. It believes all things and hopes all things. This does not mean that love is blind or naive. When we love, we may recognize problems and failures in people, but we do not lose faith in the possibilities of what people might become. Love never gives up, knowing that God can change us for the better. Finally, love endures all things. Love builds up and encourages. And so that's just a little expose on love. And our lives ought to be powered by love. I was reading another interesting story. A woman, she went to her counselor, her pastor, and she said, I want to divorce my husband. I've had it. And she said, I don't want to just divorce him. I want to make him pay. I want to hurt him. I want to hurt him like he has hurt me. And the pastor agreed. He agreed. He said, okay. He said, I tell you, I got the perfect advice for you, the way you can really hurt him. He said, go home. He said, for the next two months, love him like you really love him. Act like you really love him. So be so sweet. Be gentle. Be kind. Be gracious. Take care of him. Serve him hand and foot. Think of all of his good traits and praise him for those. Encourage him. Build him up and just be loving as you can. And then when he really thinks you love him, let him know you're divorcing him. You are really hurt him. You really hurt him. And she did it. She said, yes, that's a perfect plan. I'll do that. And she went home happily and loved him hard and she poured everything in and she loved him for a couple of months and she never called the pastor back and so finally the pastor called he said are you ready to divorce your husband she said absolutely not I found out I really do love him (laughs) I really do love him I really do love him well what happened her actions changed her feelings you can act your way into love See, our actions can actually move us into an attitude. You know what? If you're sad, you can act happy and you'll start becoming happy. You can act your way into feeling. So we can act our way into an attitude. And that's what she did. She acted her way into love and found out she loved the rascal after all. (laughs) Man, love is powerful. Love is powerful. Love is powerful. Love is the greatest healing agent. Love is the greatest healing agent. There is. Love is the greatest healing agent there is. Years ago, Dr. Carl Menninger, he's a noted doctor and psychologist, and he was seeking the cause of many of his patients' ills. And one day, he called in his clinical staff and proceeded to unfold a plan for developing in his clinic an atmosphere of creative love. All patients were to be given large quantities of love. No unloving attitudes were to be displayed in the presence of the patients. And all nurses and doctors were to go about their work in and out of the various rooms with a loving attitude. At the end of six months, the doctor noticed that the time that patients spent in the clinic had been cut in half. 
because of the healing attitude, the healing touch, the healing love attitude that came from his staff, it actually, his patients had to come half as much as they were coming. They were being healed by love. Love is the greatest healing agent there is. Love is the greatest healing agent there is. And now we're talking about being powered by love. We're talking about genuine love. Now, not fabricated love, not conditional love, but, uh, but genuine love. There was one day a young lady, she wrote her sweetheart. She said, Dearest Jimmy, no words could ever express the great unhappiness I felt since breaking our engagement. Please say you'll take me back. No one could ever take your place in my heart. So please forgive me. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yours forever, Marie. Then she signed, P.S. and congratulations on winning the lottery. (laughs) So some love is conditional. Some love is fabricated. But no, our love is to be genuine, unconditional. That's the love that God loves us with. Our lives, our faith, our Christian walk is powered by love. It's powered by love. Love is the force that gives our faith power, that gives our lives power, that gives our Christian witness power. It's powered by love. It's powered by love. What I had done during the prior series on our confession of faith, at the end of each message I was giving you love confessions, love confessions, and I want to complete that. I had done it for several weeks. If you would like to get those confessions, simply go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to the entire series on our confession of faith, and you can get the full series containing the full confessions of our love, God's love for us. And it is such a powerful, powerful series of confessions to make in your life. And what it does, it establishes your heart, establishes your heart in how much God loves you. It also empowers your faith and empowers your faith. And it, man, it does something to you. It just brings the presence of God into your life in such a powerful way. And so I've shared that there are about, there are about six or seven categories of confessions that I make every morning. And this has become the framework. My life of faith has become the framework for my life, establishing my heart. And the very first category that I confess is love, how much God loves me. That's the very first category. And so I've been taking you through all of my confessions, and I'm going to try to complete that today. Next week, we'll get into my second area of confessions that I do, and that's normally on healing. Normally, my second area of confessions I do is on healing and on God's protection, healing and God's protection. Man, these are some powerful things to have in your life. And so we build our house of faith, and so you put up this house of faith, but you establish your heart in these areas, and that way when things happen in life, your heart's already established. You're not easily moved. You don't easily succumb to things because you've already spent the time to establish Establish your heart and build the house of faith up. Amen. Praise God. And so that's the way you do it. If you wait until you need faith to try to get it, it's too late. And so we have the opportunity to build our lives, build our heart and establish it while we have the opportunity. It's sort of like a man whose roof needed to be repaired. His wife kept trying to get him to repair the roof. He said, I can't repair it because it's raining. And he said, when it's not raining, it doesn't need to be repaired. <laughs> <laughs> and so you don't, so you don't want to wait till you're in the storm before you try to have to. Then don't get me wrong, you can do it in the storm. But it's just so much more difficult, and you know you're just so far behind. So you don't want to wait till you have cancer, and then you're trying to find out what God says about healing. 
Man, don't get me wrong. You can, you can, but it's a further climb. You got to climb so much further because the cancer has a head start on your faith. And so what you want to do, you want to get your faith built up so it already has a head start on anything that comes against you in life. You've already established your heart. Your faith is already way ahead in the race. So then when things come against you, you know, they're already behind. You're like, man, I'm already established. That doesn't faze me at all. Because you've taken the time to build your heart and establish your heart. And so I have about six, seven areas that I establish my heart in. God's love for me, his healing word and protection, our inheritance in Christ, everything that has come to us in Christ Jesus and because of Christ Jesus. That's number three. When I finish that, I go into God's goodness. All of the goodness of God, all the goodness of God that manifests to us in life. That's my fourth confession. I go through all the scriptures on God's goodness that has come into my life. And then number five, in fact, I just recently started adding this one. This is our covenant. I found out, I was just going through the Bible one day and I found out that the covenant that God has with us, it extends to our children. And there are many covenant promises to your children. That's an extension to the covenant that you have with God. That covenant you have with God goes to your children. And so I start confessing that. Oh, man, that's powerful. You start confessing now this covenant that concerns your children. Oh, man. And so I go through that one. Once I finish covenant up, then I go through the covenant of provision. Covenant of provision. Covenant of supply. Covenant of provision. How many of you know we need adequate provision in life. You need adequate provision in life. You need adequate supply in life. God gives you a full supply. God supplies all you need and you will understand, man, oh boy, this is so good. I'm seeing it on the inside of my spirit, but out of the rich treasure of his glory, he supplies all you need. Out of the rich treasure of his glory, he supplies all you need. So that's one of my confessions. How many is that? That's six. I go through, once I go through my supply, and I believe that's all I go through. I go through those six, and then I begin my prayer. (laughs) After I go through all six of those, then I jump into my prayer. But it takes me, you know, it just depends. Sometimes it just depends on the flow of the Spirit. Sometimes I can go through all of them, and I can get through all of it in actually about 20 minutes. But that's a strong flow of the Spirit. Other times, you know, if the Spirit is not flowing that fast, and I'm just, you know, kind of struggling in my flesh, it may take me 40 minutes. <laughs> take me twice as long to go through all those confessions. But, man, it is so empowering, and you feel so confident. You feel so good when you built that house of faith up, and you've already... You've already spoken the word. You've already established your heart. You've already said the same thing about yourself that God says about you. And you release your faith in it and you walk in that. You walk in all of the rich promises. Man, this is not a history book to me. This is a life book. This is a life book, guys. This is a life book. This is a life book. This is a powerful book here. Man, this book is filled with life. It's living. It's alive. And it is the connector that connects us to the power of God. And it releases the power of God in our lives when you release your faith with what God says in his word and get it in your heart and get it coming out of your mouth and walk in it and believe it. It's a powerful connector to the power of God that operates in your life. And on top of that, the angels are around listening to you and they hearken to the voice of God's word. And so when you give God's word voice, now you're employing angels to work and operate on your behalf. Angels do three things. They do his pleasure, they carry out his commands, and they hearken to the voice of his word. Those are the three things that angels do. They hearken to the voice of his word, so you give his voice word, They carry out God's commands, so you need to know what God has commanded, 
God has commanded about three or four different things. God has commanded his covenant. God has commanded his loving kindness towards you. God has commanded the blessing on you. And God has commanded your deliverance. And so the angels carry out his commands. They carry out his commands. They hearken to the voice of his word. And they do his pleasure. So you need to know what God's pleasure is because they do his pleasure. Well, one of his pleasures is he takes pleasure in your prosperity. He takes pleasure in your well-being. He takes pleasure in his people. And so, man, I keep the angels busy. I'm like, angels, let's get to it. Let's get to it. You got to carry out his commands. You got to hearken to the voice of his word. You got to do his pleasure. And I let them know. Now, I don't do it from a, <laughs> not a dictatorial standpoint. I actually do it from a very appreciative. I, I appreciate it. So angels, look, I appreciate you guys. Man, you guys are heaven's assistants sent here to assist me and to help and to minister for me. I appreciate what you guys do for me. Now, folks, let me tap into this. I didn't mean to go here, but I'm going here anyway. Let me just tap into this for a second. So here's when I start where my protection is concerned, where the ministry of angels is concerned. The Holy Spirit prompted me to start doing this, and I started doing this. You know, I taught on angels, the ministry of angels, you know, last year sometime, but I didn't even see it or think to do it then, but the Holy Spirit sometime later brought it to me, and I started doing it. I started, when I travel now, I started visualizing angels with me. So when I'm driving on the highway, here's the picture that comes into my mind when I'm driving on the highway now. I picture myself like the President of the United States. And the President of the United States, he never travels alone. He's always flanked by Secret Service all around him. And I have now taken that imagery that as a child of God, God has given his angels charge over you. And everywhere you travel, you're like a caravan. His angels are in front of you. They're flanked on the sides of you. They're behind you to make sure you reach your destination safely. They are your heavenly escorts. They're your heavenly messengers. And they are there to carry out that covenant. They are there to carry out that covenant. They are there to carry out that covenant. Oh, man, so I don't just do it in cars now. I do it in airplanes as well. Man, you ought to see me now. I lean back and smile, and I look out on the wings, and I can see my angels. Now, picture my angels all around the airplane now. Well, the Holy Spirit prompted me to start doing that. And, man, it works. It gets rid of everything when you realize you're not alone. You have heavenly escort. You have heavenly escort. If you don't believe me, that's why one of the prophets... He understood the principle. He said, he told the Lord, he said, Lord, open his eyes. His little servant was scared to death because his army had come up against him. Prophet said, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see the real deal. And he opened his eyes, man, and the mountains were full of chariots of angels. Were there to protect and deliver him. And he said, son, you understand now? <laughs> you understand now why I'm not worried? Well, the prophet understood that. Well, so that's what I started doing. So the Holy Spirit just kind of prompted me to start seeing that when you go places. You're never alone. This comes out of your establishment, establishing your heart. And so when you start establishing your heart in God's Word, you'll start seeing it. You'll start seeing it. And I see it, and I see it, and I see it. And so now even when I'm praying, I can see my angel standing there. I can see him standing there. And I thank him. I'm appreciative. Oh, man, I thank you, God. Thank you so much for sending your wonderful heavenly escorts here to be with me. Angel, I appreciate you taking care of my kids and watching over us. appreciate you watching over my home and watching over me and taking care of me. And, and so I'm very appreciative. So I'm very appreciative. But 
I understand my authority in the word, so I do say, now let's get to it because we got, we got some other stuff I need you to. <laughs> so I put that word out there to keep them going. I said, let's get to it. You're dealing with a believer here who knows the word now. I understand you got to hearken to the voice of God's word, so let's get to it. You got to carry out his commands and you got to do his pleasure. And man, and so I go down the list and keep them going. Man, isn't that a wonderful way to live? Man, that's how you live. Oh, man, that's how you live. That's how you live. And I done preached myself straight out of time. I'm straight out of time. <laughs> oh, man, I'm out of time. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Oh, man, I got my little love confession, but I guess we have to do a power by love part two because I got to get these love confessions to you. I got to get them to you. I can't carry them any longer. <laughs> I've been carrying them a long time. I can't carry them any longer, but I got to get them to you. I don't know. I just want you to have God's word on it and just begin to establish your heart and use it in your life, man. That's what he's given it. I mean, man, oh, man, God's blessed us. He loves us so much. We're his kids. He's given us all of these special advantages, and he's given us his word and his covenant, and, man, he's given us this wonderful inheritance. And so we might as well walk in it. We have it. We have it. And I just came to the conclusion. I said, you know, you might as well speak God's word because you got to talk about something. you got to say something anyway. Why not say something good? Why not say something that's agreeing with God's word? Why not say something that's employing faith? Why not say something that has life in it? Why not prophesy your own future? Come in agreement with God. God created all of this. He framed the worlds by his word. We frame our world by our words. And you have to live in the real world that you frame with your own words, with your own mouth. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We'll, we'll pick up next time. Those of you watching my television, go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this uh, message, Powered by Love, part one. And we'll definitely have to do part two so that we can finish our love confessions. And you can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the word. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part one of the series titled Powered by Love by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7707. That's 7707. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 7707 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Oh,